0: Welcome one and all as we close out the week here on The Damage Report with me, John DiRola, and Sharon Reed. back at it again. How's it going, Sharon? i great. I
1: don't know why you keep inviting me back, but it's fun.
0: I guess I'm having <laughs> a good time. The fans seem to enjoy it. Overall, it's a delight, which is good because the news often isn't. So we like to bounce the scales a little bit, but thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. It's great to have you here. And all of you watching and or listening, you've made a wise decision to tune in today because we have a lot to talk about, including. I think arguably the first case in which Donald Trump is admitting he broke the law. He crossed a line. Now he doesn't want any consequences for that as we'll get to, but he's admitting it. Um Nikki Haley wants this to be a two-person race and you know what? It kind of feels like it is actually. Nikki might be getting her way. Um that's the only thing she's getting that's on her side. She's getting a lot of racist attacks from Donald Trump and we will definitely be diving into that. Also, Donald Trump's, I guess, lead lawyer these days, Alina Haba, has some ideas about Eugene Carroll and about demons. So that'll be a lot of fun. And we've got a whole lot more besides, including a good strategic turn from the campaign apparatus behind the Senate, the Democratic Senate campaigns in this election cycle. So some good news there. And that's just in the first hour coming up in the aftermath. We will be doing our garbage people, which means Sharon, I believe for the first time we'll be tossing someone in the trash. That's exciting. Yeah,
1: it is exciting. It comes with a great responsibility though too. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. Who wants to be tossed in the trash?
0: It's really dirty in to there. That. So you gotta, yes. mm-hmm. you, gotta, you gotta think about it carefully. And uh, anyone listening to the podcast, you might be thinking, wait, what are you talking about? Garbage people, that's not a thing that I hear on this. Well, just go to the YouTube channel and you can watch those clips and others that come out every day. Uh, we're gonna be talking about tween skin care, I think for good cause and also male loneliness. Is it going to finally be cured thanks to an infusion? Of AI, We're going to have a little bit of a debate coming up later on, but lots more to get to before that. Everybody, send us in your comments. We'll respond as we go. Sharon, are you ready to do this thing? Let's do it. Okay, indeed, let's starting with this. What is your closing message to the people of New Hampshire?
2: Uh, It's very simple. It's make America great again. But I think very important, before we do this, because you were talking about the Supreme Court, they have two votes that are very important coming up. One is, as we discussed, we call it Colorado or whatever, but, you know, I, I really believe they're gonna leave the people to vote. The President of the United States, and I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking about any President, has to have immunity. Because if you take immunity away from the President, so important, you will have, you will have a President that's not gonna be able to do anything.
0: Up to provide his closing argument to the voters who will have to decide between him and Nikki Haley and maybe some other people or whatever. It's make America great again. Now stop bugging me about that stuff that's supposed to be about them. I want to talk about me. I want to talk about the Supreme Court and this thing I call Colorado. You call it that because that's its name. That's the name of the state. But even that didn't hold his attention. No, his favorite topic these days is immunity. And so again, this is right in the aftermath of being asked to make his closing argument to the people of New Hampshire. It's save me, please! I don't want to go to jail. Uh, persuasive. So that is an interesting admission. I think of fear. You know, he he's worried about what could happen, but it isn't necessarily the most interesting admission that he's made of late. And the the one I want to talk about uh, occurred on True Social, where he bleated this. A president of the United States must have full immunity, without which it would be impossible for him or her to properly function. Any mistake, even if well intended, would be met with almost certain indictment by the opposing party at term end. Even events that cross the line must fall under total immunity, or it will be years of trauma trying to determine good for bad, blah, 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 blah. Uh, even even if you want to guard against the occasional rogue cop or bad apple. Sometimes you just have to live with great but slightly imperfect. I love so much about that. I love the idea that like, You tried in a variety of different ways to overturn the results of the election. You then sent a mob of people to stop the certification and maybe kill some people. And that's imperfect, slightly not even that imperfect. It's not the best I guess, but really it's not that bad. And again, I will say we always say the bad apple thing is that it spoils the bunch. Please stop using it if you don't understand what it means. But the important part there and this is where I want your, your commentary Sharon is even events that cross the line. Yeah. Now, obviously, there are some things that he did that I think we both agree cross the line. But he doesn't often admit that the immunity thing is in any way necessary because crimes are committed. Yeah. Just immunity to not be charged with things that he doesn't admit happened. But in this case, he seems to be opening up to the possibility that there were some things that were done That crossed the line, which is an amazing euphemism for trying to end democracy in America. But what do you make about that?
1: Well, I'd be curious if, you know, when the teacher would say, John, what, what, how do you grade yourself? Okay. What he would say, because I think he'd say eight plus across the board. Where are the good apples? Where are the good intentions? What did he Mm -hmm. do that wasn't um, self serving, wrong, or well, criminal? Yes, criminal. So I think he sees things closing in on him and he's worried about that Supreme Court that he rammed through. Um, even even they might not be able to go along with some of his his nonsense and maybe he gets left off a few places mm-hmm. and he can't do it after all. But I think he is coming to terms with not that he did some things wrong, but that he might actually sort of kind of maybe be held a tiny bit accountable. I think there's mm-hmm. a difference.
0: Yeah, I and I would also say, like, I, I don't know to what extent this PR push that he's making all this, because all of this is not really a legal argument. Um, it's being made to his base and to maybe third parties, independents or whatever that are watching this. And I think the goal, to the extent that there is anything honest about this, it is to try to convince people, well, yeah, I mean, I guess we are in really tribal and partisan times. And they are really charging him with a lot of stuff, I would say, because he did that stuff. But okay, let's say that you don't think that. And now he's also saying he's gonna go after Biden. Uh, Yeah, maybe it would just be better if they were literally above the law and could do anything they want. But I would remind everyone that from Donald Trump's point of view, it makes all the sense in the world that this is gonna happen to everyone for a couple of different reasons. One, he's vindictive as hell, and he wants to do it to Biden. And two, he has sued people at the drop of a hat for anything throughout his life. That is something that he has done. And we all, we all know BS lawsuits, right? We're all familiar with BS suits. But I would remind everyone, that's not criminal law. That's like civil law and lawsuits where the Supreme Court appears to have a slightly different view on the president. When you're talking about being charged with actual crimes, you can't just roll up to city hall and be like, I launch a lawsuit. That's not how it actually works. It is actually difficult. And there are are standards and there are thresholds that must be passed before you charge someone with a crime, which is why We haven't routinely had that throughout history, which is also why, by the way, you'll notice they're not charging Biden with a bunch of crimes like over in the house. Sure, they're wasting all of our time with the impeachment stuff, but why are they not just doing the same thing to him? Because you can't just do that anytime you want. It's difficult, you have to get an actual who's willing to go on the line and put the reputation on the line that they actually have evidence. In some cases, you have to go before a grand jury and actually convince them. Sometimes you have to go before a judge during initial hearings and convince them that there's something to it. There are multiple protective mechanisms that are already in the system. He wants to set up a new one, not to protect Past and future presidents, they've been very well protected by the way that things work right now. No, he clearly needs this to protect him during the exceptional, unique, one would hope, circumstances that we see ourselves in right now. That's my view. He's trying to convince the American people of something else. Sharon, what do you think?
1: I think you're exactly right. He's dumbing it down. And if he keeps saying the same things over and over again, even reasonable people who aren't much interested in the details of insurrection or millions (laughs) being Afflicted by COVID and not having mask or being directed to inject bleach or whatever. Those are just the this is just the like light stuff. I think there's people who you're right, will say, I'm sick of all of this. It's been going on for years and I'm I'm plum tired of it. I want it to stop. So that's what he's doing. But I can't imagine right now he's up there and it's a struggle between he and maybe some other leaders, dictators who are creating war and carnage and leaving destruction behind. Um if he gets this carte blanche immunity. Nothing ever can stick ever. Which by the way, I mean, didn't? isn't that kind of how his life went? Hardly anything mm-hmm. stuck and then he ended up at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. But if he gets something like this, you are now looking at the most dangerous man in the world. He will absolutely keep graduating up. There's no soul there. There's no self regulation. Where he'll stop himself and say, "This is I can't do this. I mean, even Richard Nixon, who we shouldn't even be talking about, I shouldn't bring up in this conversation. But he did resign, forced- He did resign? Uh, yeah, you know, he did, he resigned and then he tried to fly around the world and help and redeem himself. This guy, you can't even imagine it because he's one of a kind, he's a first, he's an original.
0: Yeah, and it's it's not even like I I would not find it acceptable that we're like, oh, you can do whatever you want, because now you're retired or whatever, and you're just gonna go do habitat for humanity or whatever. Can you imagine, honestly? Um, he is saying all of this on the verge of four more years of being president. Can you imagine what he would do if he had been told by the Supreme Court, oh no, it's all on the house, buddy. Do whatever you want, buckle up America if he gets that. Um, now, there are other ways that this could go, uh, he could be found you know, criminally liable, he could be, be found guilty. Um, and if that were to happen, what about a pardon? Well, it's not just gonna come down theoretically to Biden, there are other Republicans who could win. Here's what Nikki Haley has to say. If you become president and Donald Trump's trials are still ongoing, would you preemptively pardon him without waiting for a conviction the way that Gerald Ford did for Richard Nixon.
2: No, I think everything needs to play out. You know, you only want to talk about a pardon after someone has been convicted. So I would assume that we'd let that play out and I would think he would want that to play out. If
0: he were convicted, would you then pardon him?
2: I said I I would pardon him with the simple reason of, you know, when you talk about a pardon someone's already been found guilty. But for me, the last thing we need is an 80-year-old president sitting in jail because that's just gonna further divide our country.
0: I really need her to stop saying the 80-year-old in jail thing. I don't know why that's supposed to be persuasive. She clearly thinks that it is. I get the idea, you know, you don't want your grandma sitting in prison, right? Well, no, I don't. But um, to be fair, uh, Mima didn't try to overturn democracy. Like, He's old, sure, that's true. You want that to affect our behavior towards him. How about this? Maybe it could affect his behavior. Maybe when he was 76, he didn't need to send a mob at the Capitol to try to overturn the results of an election. If he did this stuff, and in your hypothetical, a jury has said that he did, if he tried to overturn the results of the election if he stole the documents if he committed fraud if he committed sexual abuse if the georgia thing was true and maybe the arizona thing was true and dear god i'm probably forgetting some other ones if all of that was true and he committed all of these crimes in the last few years i would say that if a guy in his mid 70s can break the law this much then he's mature enough to pay the the price for it and spend a few years in prison and then to to, to like to condescend to us The idea that if we only let him off the hook one more time, he'll stop uh, splitting up America, he'll stop dividing us and putting us against each other. That is his bread and butter, he will not stop doing that until the day that he dies. And thanks to the cult of personality that has been built up around him, he'll still do that after he dies, he just won't be an active participant in it. Sharon, is there anything to the pardoning thing where that would there be Any benefit if she or someone else were to pardon Trump?
1: No. And it's time for this guy to catch consequences. And you're right. I don't want to hear her talk about 80 year old people and and being imprisoned. Is she worried about the ones in Mississippi right now who can't even get dental care or their heart medications? Because if she is, that's new for her, her platform. That would be really new for her. And by the way, in most of those states, they can't vote anyway for her. So, no, of course she doesn't care. He's still tanning okay, he's putting on that orange <laughs> makeup. He's very active is what I'm saying. And he's got to be held accountable because a Donald Trump out of prison is a very dangerous person. A Donald Trump who's not allowed to go back to the bedroom that he used for <laughs> four years when he wasn't at mar lago he's gonna be even more dangerous if he's not locked up. It's time to show America that sometimes guys like him do catch consequences. It, ha- it can't happen soon enough. And for her to talk about all of this pardoning, it's it's just ridiculous. This guy, like I said, is still active. He was directing documents to the toilet area in Marilaco. <laughs> okay? He was putting them in the toilet closet or like a goon, a mobster directing others to commit these crimes. So. It won't stop unless he's locked up tight.
0: Yep. Yeah. I. Uh, you. You bring up. You know. Uh, the. The people who are currently in prison. Should, should we let them out? I mean, they're eighty. Mm-hmm. According to you, that Nobody means that. Mm-hmm. there's no harm in letting them go. Or is that only for billionaire former presidents? Um, and by the way, then she might be like, well, some of them were violent. Um, he sent a mob at the the Capitol one would argue that that was violent um partially because so many people were injured and multiple people died uh again it's just it's such nonsense um and look i it's good that tapper is asking these questions tapper occasionally does kind of the right thing it happens so i'm going to provide a little bit of um feedback there i, I look Maybe since you know when you ask her, will you pardon him, she's gonna say that exact same line because Mm -hmm. she says it every single time. Be prepared for that and then point out that, well, if he's out of prison and just running amok in the country, what do you think? He's gonna be chill for the rest of his life? Like Ask him about that. How about this? You're talking about all these hypotheticals. I mean, who knows what's gonna happen with all these trials? He's already been found civilly liable for sexual Mm -hmm. abuse and defamation of E. Jean Carroll. Ask her about that. Should should female Republican voters be concerned about the fact that he was found guilty of sexually abusing E Jean Carroll? She is not commenting on that because she's running scared the same way they all are of criticizing him for the things that he's done. And that one is not hypothetical. We're not asking you to get out ahead of yourself, it's done. He's been found guilty and yet Jake Tapper seems to be walking on eggshells in the same way that she is and they don't wanna talk about it. Final comment before we move on.
1: The media has been trained too. The media has been trained over a course of what, four plus six years, however many, I'm just kind of like in just this nightmare, like the rest of the country and the world. The media's been trained not to go tough. You know, who am I? I just sat down here and joined the show. Jake has this big time platform over there, and producers and everyone in his ear. And that's the best you can do is ask the question because the truth is, it's not about letting the voters decide. It's about I don't want to catch too much heat. I don't want to catch hands from the the Trumpsters, the Make America Great Again folks. And I think it's you got to do better. It's Mm -hmm. he's not even trying there. He's literally. Why are you reading off the card? It's just why can't we just have a (laughs) conversation? Why was even? That's how I know the whole thing is is fake. Okay, you don't need to read off the card. Have a conversation.
0: Now, um, will you? pardon him. I don't know what that is, but would you do that like you yeah. if you're going to have cards, have follow-ups mm-hmm. on the cards. Ah. That would be amazing. But anyway, um I want to get in a little bit more of the back and forth between them. While Nikki Haley won't even criticize Donald Trump, Donald Trump's criticism of Nikki Haley is getting both more vicious and more constant and oh, what do you know, more racist. Here is what Donald Trump recently bleated about Nikki Haley. Uh he started talking about someone else, Governor Chris Sununu, the now failing governor of New Hampshire, who said by the way that he would vote for Trump. So you got a lot of points for that buddy. Good work. Where I am beating his endorsed candidate Nimbra by big numbers and you know we're going to stop there for a second. Okay, so you all know what he's doing, right? Her name's not Nikki It's a different thing, it's a weird thing, it's a scary and suspicious thing. And we should just talk about that, that should actually be the thing that she loses for. And you know what? Um, Because she comes from a different place and she's not good like us white people, uh, we're not even gonna use her actual real name. We say you shouldn't come up with a new name for yourself. And meanwhile, we're gonna come up with a new name for her. So gradually he's been removing letters from her name to come up with something Nimbra, I don't even know what that is and as usual, I am scared to scratch the surface because I'm worried it's gonna be some Nazi thing. I don't know, but I know that it's not her name and I know that that's the point. It is to point out she's a foreigner, she's a weirdo, never mind the fact that I put her in my administration a few years ago. She can't be trusted and she shouldn't even be respected enough. To say her actual name. I'm not even saying the name that she wants to be known by. But if we're gonna say that every the only thing that counts is what's on your birth certificate, we're not even gonna use that. And I know that that's not just a typo, because he filled the bleat with it, multiple references to Nimbra. And it just feels like it's one of those things that Seemingly makes no sense, but we all get where he's going with it. Like when he calls like prosecutors peekaboo, we know exactly what the point of that, even if it makes no rational sense. Sharon, what do you think about this?
1: You're absolutely correct again. I sat in the audience or in the press area in South Carolina the first go around when there were all those Republicans on the stage and Donald Trump was talking about people's looks and I remember Rand Paul saying, look, this is like a, a middle schooler, juvenile. Do we want people with their finger on the button who are calling these kinds of names and doing these things? And people laughed, you know, when Donald Trump pointed and said, I haven't said anything about his looks. And believe me, there's a lot of material there. People thought that was funny. Only now we're post-January 6th. And what Nikki Haley doesn't realize is by not taking on a bully, not being brave enough to do it. And again, I want to blame Donald Trump for Donald Trump's actions, but mm-hmm. it's the enablers at this point. He's not going to stop, so we have to call them out. By not taking him on, in two seconds, he can unleash the Kraken. <laughs> what did she call it? <laughs> MAGA can be turned on her so quickly. Right now it's nothing because for a while he thought, well, this is cute. We'll let them go play over there and I'll be making my little speeches and calling more names. But if he wants to really harm her and use her ethnicity, use her skin, all of that, her, her birth name to harm her by butchering that, he can. Yeah. It's a very serious thing. So I I know the last time I was on with you, I, I blamed her for this predicament. I, I'm not blaming her outright because, of course, he's played this number from the beginning. But she's part of the problem. She can't help anyone else if she can't stand up and say this is wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and unfortunately, she understands that she cannot do that and have a chance of winning a Republican primary. She just can't do that. And we're gonna turn to sort of like that context in a little bit. But this is just, it is so, it should be beneath us. I know it's 2024, it's not. We're terrible as a country, as a culture, we're the worst. But I wish that this was below us. I wish that, that this wasn't successful. Um, no matter who it ended up being that was going to be the final one to go up against Donald Trump, he was going to be absolutely vicious. And it didn't matter if they'd previously served in his administration or he'd previously said nice things about uh, them. She put out this ad of all the times he's complimented her, it doesn't matter. He 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 turns on people and it doesn't, it literally doesn't matter what has happened in the past um, every single time. But if it was DeSantis, that would be one thing. He'd call him pudding fingers or whatever, he'd make fun of his heels. It would be really insulting, it'd be below us. He'd probably get into some homophobic territory and stuff like that. Um, Here's the thing with it being Haley, Republicans love candidates being mocked by Trump. But there's nothing they love more than a woman being attacked by Donald Trump. Except maybe if it's a woman of color, they can't wait for the racist and misogynistic Comments they're gonna make about him and they're gonna be freed up to do even worse. Wait until you see the t-shirts that they're gonna be wearing at Trump rallies. It is gonna get to a really dark place like they delighted in attacking Hillary Clinton. But this is gonna be even better for them because now they can get into the racial stuff and the name stuff and Anyway, what what the point that I'm getting to is that we live in a deeply racist country. And I know that everyone watching this doesn't need to learn that. But the one person that apparently does is Nikki Haley. She's the one who's still denying it. And I wanna turn to that now. Nikki Haley on Fox and Friends had said that America is not and has never been a racist nation. I think that requires a follow up. And in this case, we have one at the CNN town hall with Jake Tapper. Do you really think as a, as a historical matter, America has never been a racist country?
2: I mean, think about what you're First of all, I will tell you when you look at you know, the Declaration of Independence, it was that you know, men are created equal with unalienable rights. My parents would always say, you may have challenges. And yes, there will be people who are racist. But that doesn't define what you can do in this country.
0: It often has I don't do we need to Do we need to play this game like she knows that she already knows that she 100% knows that she talks about the racism that she faced when she was young and she sees the racism that she has faced from then until right now literally right now and tomorrow tomorrow there'll be more of it she is being attacked in racist terms by Donald Trump explicitly racist mocking her name uh, Ramaswamy a dude who like he literally is, like he's starting to merge with the ground. So long has he bowed down to Donald Trump, and they're still attacking him in racist terms. America has indisputably been a racist nation, structurally, in terms of policy, in terms of culture, in terms of media, in terms of education, in terms of economy, in terms of everything. But it still so is. And she knows that, Sharon, and she has to deny it because she knows it and she knows that she's trying to appeal to racists. It is such a weird dance that we are watching her have to make and I'm sure she would love to be able to speak out against it. But this is this is the bed that she has made and she is attempting to lay it in it. What do you think?
1: I think every time she says remarks like that, I want to just throw up the whole bag of Skittles I ate, okay? I just can't stomach it. By the way, her experience in America, and the things that her mother and father told her, every Black person here has gotten the same talk, okay? You're not special. We're all going through this. And they tell you that because they know there's a double standard and there's a different way you're going to be treated for one reason because of who you are. That is a fact. And the fact that she is dishonoring, dishonoring these. Achievements. I don't see color, okay? It's ridiculous, I really have an aversion to this. And perhaps it's because she's beating us over the head with it again and again and again. And when you talk about what they're gonna do to her, Trump and his base, the t-shirt, you mentioned all the stuff, it's a bit worse than that. Because you know what a double standard is? A double standard is a judge said you raped people. Other women said you did things. You were on tape saying something about grabbing them. Double standard. Next thing you know, they're going to bring up these rumored affairs and things that went on in the past of a certain candidate. All of that's going to be fair game, even though yeah. the guy who's pushing it is the king of just disgustingness mm-hmm. and misogyny and disrespect. But again, this is what all of this, Susan Collins, I think he's learned his lesson now. He has uh, and all these people who are saying I'd vote for him again, Ted Cruz. Really, all these people have not learned anything even as they yeah. were running for their lives.
0: Yeah, you're you're totally right about the, I mean, I don't even know what the allegations are about the affairs, but 100% and they, will, they won't either see the irony or they won't care. And uh, she can't talk about the issues that he either has or should have with women because as a woman she needs to bow down to the misogyny that she know exists in the right in the exact same way that racially she needs to do the exact same thing she needs to she like it is this amazing bubble of immunity that this mediocre white man gets to have where she needs to go out of her way to protect him from the what should be the natural consequences of his continuing behavior
1: can i just say one thing quickly john let me tell you something he already has it this this is so rich. He is an 80 year old white guy who got his money from his dad who was racist, and he's tried to just shake up our world. People died, not just because of COVID, but because of January 6th. This guy has what is effectively white privilege immunity. So can we please wake up and stop dumbing it down? We're in this predicament because they waited so long to hold him slightly accountable, and now we're not sure if it ever will really happen.
0: 100%. We will end on that note. Lots more to come after this. Okay, everybody, it's gonna get even weirder, starting with this.
2: I think that that there is a plan, there's God's plan, and mm-hmm. then there's Amen. the uh, demonic plan. And the demonic plan is very easily confused with real life.
0: I think that if the demonic plan is very easily confused with real life, you should consult with a healthcare professional, I think. I think that there are treatments available to differentiate that which is real from that which the demons want. And look, that's the Ark of Grace Ministries live show. So what Alina Habba there, Trump lawyer said, fits in with their sort of thing. But I will remind you all, she is a real estate lawyer representing him in actual lawsuits and when she's not making a fool of herself in the courtroom, she goes off to talk about how all of this is the plot of the demons that's you can that's we can say that that's weird right like I know that we've we've devolved to some crazy places as a country but I think we should be able to point out that that's a little bit weird that said um maybe she has a case to make here's a little bit more of her
2: The people that know him and the people that have faith and are reading. The people that are educating themselves, the people that are not listening to the fake news, they will understand and they do understand and they stand with him. And honestly, we're flipping the ones that don't know because their demonic plan is so obvious. It's so so concerning as an American, (laughs) Um, but it's obvious more importantly.
0: I love that so much. For a couple of reasons, one, my God, that B roll is scary. Uh, But I love that it really represents, do you wanna know why Alina Hava is gonna do well in MAGA circles because of everything that she just said right there. She said, those who don't know we're flipping. Those who are educating themselves and don't listen to the mainstream media. Literally, those who just listen to what we tell them, those who follow Trump on social media, they're the ones educating themselves. And we're flipping them. They seem to really like what we have to say, but those who are like going to the mainstream media, for some reason, we're not flipping them so well. It just, it's it says so much about their strategy. They don't have a defense. She literally is not trained to provide a legal defense. But man, if you just listen to us, then we can catch some of you. And that's their strategy. And anything else, real literal reality, we are simply gonna smear that as the the plots of demons and hope, hope to God. Uh, in an ironic way that you are all gullible enough that you will buy that. And again, that's not just some rando, that's his chief legal rando, Sharon. What do you think?
1: She's delivering though the, the cult language beautifully. That's what she's doing. You would think in an age of we're all connected social media. We don't need to you know, have expensive this or that to be able to connect with the world, even in a war zone. But what this brainwashing is, is keeping people, isolating them from sources of information. I mean, that's just textbook. And so she's part winging it, but she can do that with this this talking points that they put out day in and day out. And it's been years of it now. So I think for once she gets an A plus. Now it's not working so well mm-hmm. for her in the courtroom as she's being told off by the judge and schooled on. Just, I think I could do a better job. I'm not going to impersonate a lawyer, John, but I think I could do a better job in the courtroom, okay? First of all, I'd ask for mercy and apologize, okay? <laughs> and use AI if my client wouldn't stand up and do it, okay? I would try to use AI. But this is what they do, and I you would think, what are you doing on this show? He's about to get hit with probably who knows, a 50 million dollar judgment from, you know, Miss Carol and another maybe 300 <laughs> from the judge at the end of next month or the beginning of the month over the New York case with the mm-hmm. Attorney General there. And yet, his lawyer, I struggle with even, but this is what he's left with. Maybe he's on a budget right now until he raises more, is on this show talking about demonic things.
0: Yeah, it's not a defense, it's something, yeah. but it's not a defense. What it is though is, uh, I think I think it's amazing. And I've said a few reasons why I think it's amazing. I want to say one more reason why I think it's amazing. Uh, Alina Hava is talking about how anything that comes at Trump is a demonic plot. And and I I will grant her that she believes that. That she believes that the fundamental primordial evil forces of creation are coming at Trump. And now I want you to remember the context of all of this. She is defending him in a case in which he has already been found guilty of sexually abusing this woman. And then lying about it for literally decades and mocking the woman that he sexually abused and sending his hordes of insane followers after this woman so that she will receive death threats and rape threats and be terrified of just living her life. And she's defending him in that. And I understand everyone like deserves a defense or whatever. But not everyone who deserves and gets that defense. Then has that defending lawyer go and talk about how the other side is demons. You're the one defending the guy who's already been found guilty of sexual abuse. And by the way, th- this whole trial that we're in right now, again, just about damages and yet they are trying to relitigate things. She has a new strategy, Alina Habba. Again, the woman who's worried about literal demons, is trying to imply that the sexual abuse that she's already been found of experience, E. Jean Carroll, and the defamation is good for her, that her life is better because of that. That is their legal strategy right now. She asked Eugene Carroll, your reputation in many ways is better today, Miss Carroll, to which E. Jean Carroll said, no, my status was lowered. I'm partaking in this trial to bring my own reputation and status back. It was a stupid question. I don't know how she thought that she was like trapping E.J. Carroll, But the idea is clear. It's better for you that this happened to have been raped by Trump and attacked publicly by Trump raised your profile amongst libs. So wasn't it really worth it in the end? And this is the woman who's worried about demons. This woman who is doing, I don't believe in demons, I'm an atheist. But if I did believe that there were demons, and if I believe that demons pursued plots here on Earth in the material realm, some of the stuff that Trump has done seems like that would fit in with that. And you are an enthusiastic supporter of him. So save me your fears about demonic plots. Final thoughts, Sharon?
1: It's like um, Abba. Abba took a line out of Kanye West's song Famous, okay? Remember how he was pretty much abusing Taylor Swift. And the line talked about he felt like he could still have sex with her because I mean, expletive, he made her famous. That's really what they're saying to Miss Carol. Okay, the sex abuse—you liked it, and it made you famous, and now you're getting money, you're getting bigger paychecks for your blog and stuff, and you talked about it. You know, I don't know, I'm a survivor, but I'm not allowed to tell my story or something. It's, it's, it is demonic. What she's doing in that courtroom and what her client has instructed her to do is actually demonic. Yeah, hundred percent. It's it's
0: just it's given me such strong like devil's mm-hmm. advocate vibes. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, yeah, no, I'm sure,
0: I'm sure you're getting paid. And it must be nice that you're being being brought onto these uh these shows and everything. I mean, you're supporting a guy who's been accused by dozens of women of sexually abusing and harassing them. And, you know, he put people in the Supreme Court who removed rights away from women and all that. And yeah, all of this seems like it would be a problem for a lot of people. Oh, and by the way, um, they've been like talking to some of the people who went to law school with her. Uh, it turns out she was at a very low-ranked law school. Weird. No one would have predicted it. Um, but anyway, some of the 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 people who went there with her said, if anything. To her political leanings, she was left leaning back then. Yeah, but that didn't bring in the money. Isn't it nice that like you get to go on Steve Bannon's show and you get paid, maybe by Trump? Um, that is that is the bargain of the the devil's advocate there. Anyway, with that said, I want to turn to one other aspect uh, of the race. We're gonna jump into our B block whenever you're ready. Let's talk about Ron DeSantis. Presidential campaigns are a lot about, about media. Like you know, I spent a lot of time on the ground in Iowa and, and it's good. And when you meet people, you convert them. But there's just so many voters out there that you gotta do. And I came in uh, not really doing as much media. Um, I should have just been blanketing. I should have gone on all the corporate sh- shows. I should have gone on everything. We had an opportunity, I think, to come out of the gate and do that and reach a much broader folks. Now I'm everywhere. I mean, I'll show up uh, wherever. So Ron Santos is now after a disastrous showing in Iowa where he spent so much of his time and so much of his money and did not at all accomplish the goals that he had there. He's willing to admit some of the the flaws of his campaign. Now understand he's still hedging it as, "Oh, but now I'm doing better. Now I'm doing interviews everywhere. Okay, that's all well and good. I like it when people can admit their faults and do something about it. The issue is, it's kind of late and also, was that really the fault? Now, he didn't go on a lot of interviews. He only did incredibly friendly interviews. That's true. Um, he's willing to do stuff where there's conflict as long as it's not about Trump. Like he'll go and he'll debate uh Gavin Newsom or something. But if it's actual conflict mixing it up inside of the race that you're ostensibly in, he's not a fan of. And so Sharon, I want to go to you. Like this is what he's pointing to as an as an issue. He was teed up by Hugh Hewitt, what would you have done differently? And it was, I didn't do enough interviews. How much of the problem with Ron DeSantis's campaign would you say that represents?
1: I'm gonna give it 20% and I'm gonna say why. He didn't do enough interviews, but he couldn't do more interviews. Yeah, that's not his lane. He's a very awkward man and he's very one note, so he couldn't. So I am gonna say about 20%, but the rest is written, okay? This guy was just gonna argue about Disney and wokeism and transgender and anything else that he felt could put him in this little box that he enjoyed. This He really was insulated, since he doesn't really communicate with the outside world that well. And I'm not trying to insult him, that's just the truth. He does not communicate well. And this isn't helping, but it keeps him on message of hate. So I would say 20, maybe 22% is the interviews thing but then if he did more it would be even worse for him okay we would we would have been exposed to more of these moments of dripping in pudding we would have been exposed to more
0: <laughs> and nobody wants to be dripping dripping in <laughs> even more pudding uh, yeah it was like no more public appearances wouldn't help more interviews wouldn't help you're super awkward man like and and by the way i get it i'm a really awkward guy or whatever no, but you'll notice no. that i'm not running for president no, um not. but no he's he's off-putting he's not off-putting I would suggest it um but anyway see see how awkward I am I understand you Ron DeSantis but no um his actual to the extent that there was a strategy it was a really weird strategy now that we can look back on it the idea is I'm gonna be Trump but more electable I'm not going to be bogged down by the weird stuff that gets Trump um but I'm gonna give you all that you like about Trump but the issue is that Trump's electability, the issue that he has with Democrats with Independents, is based on his Trumpiness and you're trying to mimic a bunch of that. You never stop talking about transgender people and all these weird culture wars that you want to engage in and how you, you at best see migrants as political pawns for your stunts and all that. And yet you don't have any of what, and I don't get it, but the right sees as charisma with Donald Trump. You don't have any of that and you will not get the immunity from criticism that he gets, you're not going to get all of those weird privileges that he uniquely has. And so it's not Trump, but more electable. It's less than Trump. And you're also damaging your electability every time you open your mouth. And you're also turning off voters in a way that he at least doesn't turn off some Republicans. And so at the end of the day, a Trump voter is just going to go for Trump. The establishment is going to question why they're throwing money at you when you don't seem any more electable than him. And the more you expose yourself to the public eye, the worse it goes for you. I just, I don't know how it was supposed to work. He threw a lot of money at it, you know, and he brought on some people that were in his campaign before fleeing for other ones, I guess. And by the way, even more people from the super PAC supporting him um, that they were coordinating super closely with, uh, have been laid off. So this campaign is basically done at this point it's just coasting on the money they've already raised it's just such a weird campaign sharon and in hindsight i don't know how it was ever supposed to work
1: it was a flawed strategy because the strategy was hands off gloves off trump and trump likes to argue with his friends you know friends who have been loyal to him for for decades who color outside the lines or give a backhanded compliment that he doesn't understand he argues with them he drags them publicly that's part of who he is. But why would you want DeSantis when you could have the original? There's no upside there. It's like what did the beer beverage where it was like less filling taste great. Was that it? There's no, <laughs> there's, there's no upside here. Okay, we'll just stick with we like this obnoxious bully thing and you're not coming close to it. I think he's gonna whimper out of this thing and it could happen soon.
0: Yeah, that's Miller Lite, by the way, ah, and ah. we just lost a sponsor. Oh my goodness! We didn't have, we didn't have. Um, but anyway, we won't have them now. Uh, no, we definitely won't. Um, but I'm down for beer sponsor, honestly. Uh, fan of Blue Moon, you know, no. maybe. Anyway, um, that said, let's go to just one more graphic, uh, very briefly before we end. Uh, the reason I want to show you this, the polling, the national polling is, uh, I checked and I believe for the first time Haley is now tracking above Ron DeSantis nationally. That is one interesting thing in that chart. The other is that, dear God, is there a big gap between both of them and Donald Trump, but Ron DeSantis is now below her. And so I guess he sees some gain in staying in, but this thing is done for Ron DeSantis. It arguably was done before it began, but it's definitely done right now. Okay, with that said, we are running low on time, but we're gonna see what we can do. Let's jump into this. The Democrats' secret weapon in the Senate races in 2024 appears to be the topic of abortion. And they are already rolling it out as a weapon against anti-abortion GOP candidates with a new website, including this video. But this has been
2: 49 years, years in the so coming.
0: Correct. Roe versus Wade, which was decided in 1973 was egregiously wrong, the day it was decided. And it's been wrong every day since.
2: Do you think Roe versus Wade should be overturned? Yes. You do? Yes. Okay. If this uh, leaked memo becomes the court's decision, that would be a a great victory. I'd like
1: to see uh, no abortions. It is not health care. It is the killing. It is the sacrifice. It is the execution of a baby in the mother's womb.
0: And so that is just a few. There's more on this website. It is goponabortion.com. You can see here a little screenshot where you can go state by state. Maybe you're in one of these states and you can find out about some of the leading candidates amongst the GOP for Senate. And they bring all the receipts, links to their comments, video of them talking about it. And it is important that they do this because many of these candidates are likely to begin a hard about face and pretend to be super reasonable on these topics soon because they know how badly it's been going for the right on the topic of abortion and related issues. Um, The Democrats have a really hard year, a really hard map, a lot of seats to defend. Thankfully, they do have this one weapon in their back pocket and it is that uh, on these issues, the right has been absolutely horrible. Sharon, what do you think?
1: They have been but I can assure you that when they do their about face they will not do any friendly interviews and they'll probably just say that anybody who said they were for it when they were really against it or vice versa generated by AI. That's probably what they'll say (laughs) and they'll just move on like the worst, the worst of politicians do. It is hurting them, I do think it's too late for this about face. But I don't think receipts is as great as that is, that compilation there are going to matter that much to people who um, don't want to believe what is true and what is accurate. Um, but the people on the other side who say, lay off my body and give me my rights back, they're, they're fully educated on the big lie or lies. And so, boy, I'm flustered yeah. because of the Carrie Lake thing. I just, every <laughs> time you put her up, I just, I have it just makes me break out in hives or something. I don't know why. I can probably think of a few reasons.
0: Probably. Be careful what you say about her. She could be the next vice president. Uh, or maybe could run uh in one of the, you know, one of these races and win. Um, but uh, I do think this is a thing that is going to drive a lot of at least political advertising and perhaps, you know, interest in the race. Um, I want to take a look at a little bit of polling, what people think about this. It's been, you know, a little bit since uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned. And according to polling, almost three in five say that it being overturned has been bad for the country. And you can see the only group that is more likely to say it's been good are Republicans, but maybe not as overwhelmingly as you would think. 54% say that it's been good, but that's 46% saying it's either been bad or I'm not really sure. Now, maybe some of those that aren't sure are like well, you know, I love taking away rights, but it really does seem to be hurting us in elections. That's possible. And it's also possible that, and we we know this from prior polling, a lot of Republicans do not agree with these religious zealots on the topic of abortion. Um, you know, they're more likely to than the Democrats, but there are plenty of people that are Republicans for other reasons. And so bear that in mind. And before we get into our final commentary about this, um, we have not yet really on the damage report talked much about the Senate races. We've been focused on the presidential race, particularly on the Republican side. But now that we're in 2024, we are gonna have to pivot to talking more about that. And we wanted to give you an idea of the map this cycle. So if we we put this up, you can see where the different seats are being defended. And look, that doesn't necessarily make clear how difficult it's going to be. Manchin isn't seeking reelection, that's going to be hard for a Democrat to win. Um, cinema is an independent and could potentially throw into chaos the Arizona uh, Senate race. And there's also there are a few Democrats that are defending in states where Trump won. So it is going to be difficult. The Democrats are going to need all the help they can get. Not only in the form of you know focusing on topics where they know the people are on their side, but theoretically having a president running that can generate a lot of enthusiasm would be a great thing too. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Biden. Hey, maybe do something. But anyway, Sharon, final comment goes to you.
1: It may be too late for him to do something, um, given what this race is stacked up to be. I mean, we know it's gonna be him versus Donald Trump, but black men aren't right now too interested in coming out at all, okay? Um, and Coulter, though, may be part of that right-leaning faction that says you're crazy and maybe abortion, this issue, this taking away of the rights and invading women's bodies can. think you're right. With that campaign strategy in these Senate races, perhaps those Democrats can catch lightning in a bottle and get just enough. I mean, the Republicans Mm -hmm. were so ridiculously dumb to peel off this support that they had, huge numbers of it um, because of this issue. So who knows? Um, But there's more people who are speaking out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, expect it to be a big part of the election and we will be watching. That is unfortunately, all the time we have for the first hour of the show. Thank you everyone, more to come in the aftermath, don't go anywhere.